Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard is where we're at inside the Premium Outlets Mall. Come on by, hang out. Buffalo Wild Wings is the location. Plenty of great prizes to give away. Got some uh, some drink samples going on as well. Uh, hot Daddies or Hot Hop Daddy. There you go. It's Hop Daddy, right? All right, I got the thumbs up. Hop Dot. Wait, come on down here. Hold on. You got to come holler at me. Hold on. Hold on. Here, handle your, handle your headset real quick. You got to. Hold on. Here. Hop Valley. Here we go. Go ahead and put that headset on real quick. And you got to. There you go. Um, come and try the Stash House IPA. Um, we'll, we'll be here until 5. I got to sample that uh, that accent. Say it again. <laughs> Say what again? Say Hop Valley. Hop Valley? <laughs> Tell us what you're going to sample. <laughs> Tell us what you're sample really bye. quick. Bye. <laughs> Have a nice day, everyone. <laughs> She's like, bye, Felicia. <laughs> no, but come on by. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We, uh, we're having a good time, as you can tell. So come on out. Say what's up. Join us now on the phone lines. I know someone who can say that with a really good accent. It's our good friend Cassie Soto from Vegas Nation, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Cassie Soto, give me your best Hop Valley. Hop Valley. <laughs> I love close? it. Yeah, it's close enough. I like it. I like it. So, Cassie. I'll stick to the, I'll stick to the Canelo uh, presentation. There you go. How about Topo Chico? How about that? Topo Chico. <laughs> Cassie, so I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little upset I didn't get the invite to a Buffalo Wild Wings. What's going on here, Q? I thought we were friends. You have the invite to everything and anything. You already know that. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm overlooking the uh, the 18th grain here at the Shriners Children's Open right now. But, uh, yeah, a, oh, a Buffalo okay. Wild Wings invite would have been nice. Well, you know, it's 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 in the mail, Cassie. It's in the mail. <laughs> okay, for sure. For sure. I'll check next week, then. There you go. Hey, look, you're 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 on the show, and that's even better, right? That's 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 all we that's all we need. We need Cassie on the show for sure. I'm trying to save you from yourself. Plus, you're out there having a good time. Now, let me ask you this. Before we get into okay. any Raider talk, uh, how's Bronco Mama doing today? I saw a couple yeah. tweets and texts from you. How's Bronco Mama doing? Yeah, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you could see her genuine reaction with her uh, a not safe for work uh, bitmoji reaction. Uh, right. She is struggling. Yeah, she. I sent her all the uh, the let's ride with the rust cooking everything on fire, and she didn't like that very much. But uh, you know. She's a Broncos fan, so I guess it happens every once in a while. Yeah, she's she's taking a couple losses in a few few days, you know, taking yeah. two losses in four days. Bronco <laughs> Mama can't be too happy these days. But we still got love for her. We still got love for her. She's good people, so uh, we're, we're not too mad at her at all. Matter of yeah. fact, we can't be mad at her because uh, she's the one taking the L's. So, uh, there's, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's that. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto from Vegas Nation, also of the Las Vegas Review Journal on Twitter at, uh, at underscore Cassie Soto. So, as far as the Raiders go, uh, you've been around the coaching staff. You've been around the players this week at practice, you know, in the locker room. What have you seen from them? How amped up do you think they are for this game on Monday? Yeah, well, I think they're incredibly amped up, but the switch definitely changed. If there was, if it was the um, all-hands-on-deck meeting that they had, uh, if it was the win that obviously played a big factor in that. But the mentality is definitely a lot different in the locker room this week, the two days that we were out there. Um, I made the joke with Deron Harmon because, you know, he's a serious guy. He, I think after the Tennessee loss, he had said, um, I'm tired of learning lessons from losses. Like, I'm, I'm over this. Right. And so then I had asked him after the Denver game, I said, hey, like, 
what lesson do you learn here? And he goes, the lesson is I can smile again. And he's all, you know, cheek to cheek smiling. And then so in the locker room, I was joking with him like, hey, you still smile? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we got plenty of smiles over here. So I think they're excited. Um, I know Max Crosby was asked about playing on Monday Night Football. This is obviously the big, one of the bigger stages, right? The Super Bowl is where they all want to be. But prime time at Arrowhead Stadium as a Raider, like, I, I think that this is what they all look forward to. It has to be a game that they circle every season. And he had to be doing it on Monday night. Uh, Max Crosby said, the more eyes on me, the better. So I'm, I'm sure they're all real excited for it. Well, I'm glad you said about Max Crosby, and you've been all over Baby Watch. I mean, you were you've been all over Baby Watch, for going all the way back to uh, last Sunday in the locker room. Yep. Where are we right now with Baby Watch, and has there been any kind of plan rolled out just in case? No, so I messaged him late last night. I was like, "All right, you know, how are things looking?" And he's like, "Still nothing." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh man, his fiance's name is Rachel." I'm like, yeah. "Man, I'm sure she is so over it." He had shared that story how he woke up at like five, six o'clock in the morning and she's just downstairs bouncing up and down on the ball, like just over it. Um, so yeah, funny. as of now, and you know, I'm stalking the socials and everything, no baby to report as of yet. And I know that's got to be a little concerning for uh, the fans out there because he has said like, when it happens, it happens, I'm going to be there. So if that happens to be on Monday... I think Max Crosby, he has to, you know, be there for the, the birth of his first uh, first child, his little baby girl. Yeah, no, that's 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 real. And, you know, it's funny. I wasn't even thinking about it until you mentioned it on Sunday in the locker room. And then, of course, Joshua Daniels was asked about it earlier this week. And I was like, whoa, it's getting real now. Right. I mean, it's getting <laughs> real. Like this. This is Max is needed. I mean, Max is a guy that's got to be out there on Monday for the Raiders defense in particular to have a chance. So, man, I mean. Hey, somebody's got to send uh, Max and Rachel some something to uh, to get that baby out of there, right? Yeah, all the the uh, pregnancy, all the tips and tricks. Yeah, I know Josh McDaniels was giving him some, but I know there's all the different. Yeah, like w- taking a walk or dancing or you know, I don't know. I, I haven't experienced it myself. Not for a while. Hopefully, here, cute. But um, <laughs> yeah, I know there's a bunch of tips and tricks that you can do to hopefully have a little Ella Rose. I believe is going to be her name to to come and join the Raider Nation here sooner rather than later. Well, all he needs to do is call me, man. I'll give him all the tips he needs. I'll, 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 I'll let him know, man. Look, this is all you need to do, brother. This is all you need to do. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And as far as Josh Jacobs goes, he had a breakout yeah. game, the, the career high in rushing yards last week, 144. And I know Kansas City's Chiefs defense is pretty good against the runs, so a little skewed because of last Sunday night, but – do you think that that's going to be the approach on uh, on Monday? Do you think that they're going to try to go heavy with the run game again? I mean, if it if it is if it works, don't fix it, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. And again, yeah. yes, we do know that the Chiefs' defense has been incredibly stingy um, on the ground. But I mean, 144 rushing yards, two TDs from Josh Jacobs last week. Like, if you if there's any way to replicate success, I have a feeling that that's going to be the Raiders' best chance coming up on Monday night. And, I mean, even speaking with Josh Jacobs, you know that that's a guy who, who is ready to make, to make whatever he can work when the ball is in his hand. And he is a violent and an aggressive runner, so he's going to barrel through guys. Wasn't he last year, Q, like um, yards after the initial tackle? Like, he yeah. was the leader, right? right. Was he yeah. not? Yeah, he was really good at that. Stats. Yeah, yeah, I haven't checked his stats this year, but it's going to take a couple people, if not a real big hit, to bring him down. Um, and so if the Raiders can give the, put the ball in his hands and hope for, you know, a hundred, another hundred yards, another touchdown or two, 
I think that that's going to be a really, uh, really safe way for them to go um, to try to get some points on the board, some much-needed points um, once they're especially in the red zone. I know, I'm know i sure you've talked about that all week, yeah. right? I know it was a big talking point for us on our Vegas Nation shows. 44% uh, scoring TDs when they're in the red zone. Not awesome. I think it's good for 28th in the league. Right. Um, so, yeah, if you can get Josh Jacobs to, get to, to run the ball, I, I think that's going to be the way to go. Right, again, talking with Cassie Soto from Raider Nation. Well, she's not from Raider Nation Radio. We're from Raider Nation Radio. She's from Vegas Nation. Too many nations I'm talking about here, but uh, Cassie Soto I know, I know. My bad. does a fantastic job at the RJ and at Vegas Nation talking all things Raiders. But my man DeMond's got one for you in the home studio. You were the first one to point out earlier this week, Cassie, at the end of the Chiefs video where Patrick Mahomes, he's breaking it down after the Bucks game of, hey, you know who's coming to town this week. So what do you think about the Chiefs and how fired up do you think they are for this rivalry game? I'll just switch it the other way. If the, if the Chiefs came in and held a team meeting on the Raiders' shield where the media has to go and do 25 push-ups, if we even look at this dang shield, then, yeah, I have a feeling the Raiders would still be pretty upset. So now flipping it to the Chiefs' way, yeah, you go and uh, hold a team meeting on their logo, and, of course, we know how that game ended, and the Chiefs got the last last laugh. But uh, it still, still ticked off Mahomes enough to, yeah, you're here celebrating a win, but, oh, by the way, Let's not forget who's coming next week. Um, so he was very quick with that. I wasn't even expecting that. I was actually, Damon, searching for that video. I just wanted, like, some highlight clips of Mahomes for a video I was working on. And I just was just scrolling through that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how, that's how this uh, rivalry week's going to start. And then uh, I actually did bring it up in the locker room, and I got a bunch of no comments on it. So <laughs> the, Raiders, the Raiders didn't really want talk to talk about it and bring it back up. But, uh I have a feeling, yeah, the Chiefs players and Mahomes especially did not forget, and they're ready for this rivalry to get going again on Monday. All right, I'm going to ask you a little bit. Break down the no comments. Did anybody chuckle with the no comments? Were these serious no comments? (laughs) No. They were just like, oh, like a hand on the head, like, oh, my God, you're really bringing that up right now? Like, no no comment, no comment. You know, I I mean, I think it's, it's... pretty common knowledge that it was Yannick Ngakwe who led that, so I feel comfortable saying that since he's no longer on the team. I believe he was the one that led the charge last season um, to hold that team meeting, and yeah, nobody, nobody wanted to talk about it this year. It was, it was all in good fun. You know, they laughed about it, but, but they didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> was it, okay, let me ask this, was it more of a own shake your head or hand on your head? Was it more of that for the stomping on the logo, or was it more about the bus, the bus trip that we heard the question in the media session that was asked to Joshua Daniels. I didn't bring up the bus. I only okay. brought up I only brought up the 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 team meeting on the logo. So gotcha. yeah, I'm sure. But I was hearing, and I think it was Adam Hill that was saying like nobody knew that that's what Gruden was doing. They just thought they were taking like an alternate route. Yeah. To the airport. So I don't know, but yeah, that victory lap. I mean. Yeah, All right, but <laughs> it was it was something. so much goofiness. Right, exactly. Well, let's 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 get serious, Cassie. One of the things that I uh, I had mentioned earlier on the show today is what I wanted to see from Derek Carr on Monday, and I wanted to see. My thing was I wanted to see what him and Devontae Adams wanted to unleash together. Right. I mean, there's a reason why Devontae wanted to be here, and Derek was excited about him, and 
I feel like on, on Monday when the, the, the lights are the brightest, these are those moments that you have the superstar like Devontae Adams. So I want, us, I want them to unleash what they could be together. What are your yeah. expectations for them, and what are your expectations that Josh McDaniels could dial up? to? And this is a big game against the Chiefs, and we know the Chiefs have a lot of firepower. How great would it be yeah, if we got to come back and look at a Fresno State play? I know I have a couple that I've been waiting to, to put out there where Derek Carr hit, hit uh, Devontae Adams 40, 50, 60 yards downfield and Devontae Adams ran it, and how great would that be to see that now in the pros, right? Right. Um, but again, you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, so don't get, don't, don't get so ahead of yourself there. But yeah, I think everybody is kind of waiting for that breakout game to see what Devontae Adams can really do and be a part of this offense and, and just be that difference maker on this offense. And I know the stadium was rocking and rolling last week, Hugh. I know you can, um, you can attest to this when yeah. Carr even got the wheels spinning, you know, on his own, and he started running. We know that's not the kind of quarterback he is, but just to see that versatility from him, um, especially when the team needed those big first downs. And so, yeah, I think I think if there was a game that uh, what Blackjack 21 were waiting for, it would right. be Monday Night Football for sure. Right, absolutely. Yeah, there, there, I would love to see a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, new wrinkles added to the offense and really them kind of open things up and show, okay, that's why you have this dominant wide receiver. Because he's played well, but he hasn't yeah. just dominated and been like, oh, my gosh, that dude is an incredible – you know what I mean? Yeah, just, throwing, a, throwing a block or two, you know, but that's not why you signed him, right? right? Like, you just signed him to be just an extra blocker. Like, you signed him to create plays and to just, yeah, get this offense going. And, yeah, we're, everybody, you know, is waiting to see that happen for sure. Right, exactly. Well, we'll see what happens on Monday. We'll see how all the action shakes out. Uh, what do you got coming out on Vegas Nation that uh, we could be on the lookout for? Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely be on Baby Watch. So we'll, we'll have that for you <laughs> at Vegas Nation. I'm sure I'll be tweeting about it if I get any insight on there. So we'll see how Max Crosby's uh, availability is for Monday. Um, but, yeah, we'll have our Vegas Nation game day show airing tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. You can catch that at VegasNation.com or on the Review Journal YouTube page if if you don't want to do the subscription, but I support local right. journalism. Get the subscription. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So support Cassie Soto at all costs. Please do. Hey, hey, we need these bills paid, Q. That's right. Hey, man, make that money. <laughs> don't let that money make you, right? Isn't that what we say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Cassie, enjoy yourself. Enjoy where you're at right now. Have a good time. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk soon. We'll talk next week. I appreciate it. I'm, I need that invite next time, Q. I'm going to be mad at you. Hey, the invite's always wide open like some old school TV antennas. You got it. You and the fam. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Bye, Thank you. <laughs> Later. <laughs> there she goes, Cassie Soto from the RJ from VegasNation.com. Check her out. Covering the Raiders like a glove. You can find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. 316 is the time. Uh, coming on back, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard. We have a lot of prizes that we're trying to give out to you, so come on by and say what's up. We got Alice Cooper tickets that we're trying to give out. Come on, get signed up. We're going to get you hooked up. Shirts, hats, tickets. There's uh, Hop Valleys out here. All kind of stuff is out here, man. There's so much going on. I got to keep my head on a swivel, and I can't keep up. So you got to come out, and you got to help your boy out, man. I just need all the help I can get. So come on by, 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard. Buffalo Wild Wings is the spot with Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We got the onesies in the building. Onesies are in the building. Whatever case, it, whatever it is, man, we got the onesies in the building. No doubt about it. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard. It's getting popping now. 
as you could tell, we got here and we had the slow buildup. It started at 2 and the slow buildup. Now everyone's really starting to get, get the juice going and the energy going. I want to get in this picture too with the onesie. There it is. I'm I'm trying to look. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get some camera time. Yeah, here we go. We're, we're posing for pictures and we're talking at the same time. So see, like I said, we are having a really good time. All we need is you to come on by and hang out with us and get hooked up. We got tickets that we're giving out. We got t-shirts, hats, onesies, jerseys, all kinds of stuff that you can get just by coming by and saying what's up. Hey, you too, brother. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming by. So this it's just that simple. Just come on by. 702-365-9200. If you can't come by, we want you to call us like Raider Fish in Berkeley. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Super clear, man. Oh, good. Because I need, well, you know, I want the nation to hear me uh -oh. loud and clear. I'm sitting here. And I'm trying to keep my stuff together, man. But let me tell you something. Okay. I'm MFing tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of worrying about who we going to play, who the Chiefs are, did we hurt their little feelings. I hope we do an Australian river dance on their logo. And you know what? We need to go up, go out, show up, show out. It was a close game or a blowout. Get the W the right away. And when we win, I hope, I hope we drive the bus backwards, full speed, twice around that stinking stadium, and do a donut right there in Arrowhead. At the Chiefs, go win it. All right, Raider Fish in Berkeley. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I just hope you're doing all right, brother. <laughs> hope you're doing all right. Uh, let's get one more quick call in. We got Tyler Dragon coming up at 3.30 to talk all things AFC West. Eddie in L.A., man. <laughs> That's a tough act to follow. What you got, my man? Hey, how you doing, Q? A couple weeks back, I called and talked about the identity of this team, right? We don't really know the identity. And yeah, this yeah. Week, this, this past week, they lo it looked like they were trying to show us. But I honestly think this is the game where they established their identity. I think okay. their identity is going to be, be a balanced team. But all this talk about Kansas City stopping the run, just feed Josh Jacobs, man. Let him open up the pass game. DC is going to run for first downs. Mark my words, he will run for first downs, and I want to see play action. This is where, I, this is where we're going to get big on play action pass. I mean, I really feel it. Okay, so it, just like that last caller said, we got to stop worrying about Kansas City, who we're playing next, who's the fourth-best quarterback, none of that. It's all about what these boys are going to do. And I firmly believe they're going to go in there, they're going to shock the world, baby. Everybody get on board, get with the program, all right, because it's Raider Nation, baby. We don't fake it, we take it. Raiders! Eddie in L.A., thank you for the call, my man. And I don't think anybody's worried about anything. I think just it's just part of the conversation, right? I mean, you know, you go through the schedule and you say, okay, this is the, the tough stretch. Okay, this is the stretch where maybe it's a little bit leaner. Like everyone's anticipating it. Look, if the Raiders go into this game, win on Monday night, go into their bye week with a two-game winning streak and then get a little bit of momentum that DeMond doesn't believe in coming out and you got Houston at, at Allegiant Stadium, what's everyone going to say? This is a very winnable game. So it's not, I don't, it's not about being worried. It's just being realistic about, you know, the the team and the quality of the opponent that you're playing. I mean, that's just that's just natural. It's just part of the conversation. It's not it's not about being worried. Look, I've said it many times before, and uh, I'll say it many times again. There's nothing that this team could do that's going to worry me, ever. You're right. I mean, I when when the when the job's all said and done, I'm going to go to bed at night. And I'm going to lay down. I'm going to. They're not going to keep me up at night. They're not. I'm not. I'm not that dude. Right? I mean, hey, I want the team to win as much as the next man does, but I've learned as I got older that there's other things that are way more important. Life happens, so worried I'll never be. Do I want them to win? Sure. 
Do I not like it when they lose? Absolutely. But worried is not what I'll be ever with anything that has to do with anything sports-related. It's just not that, that it's just not, right? I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about stuff like that. I'm worried about important stuff. I'm worried about this crazy dude on Las Vegas Boulevard stabbing folks. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about safety of people. I'm never going to be worried about a football game. That's just not who I am. And some people like it. Some people don't. That's okay. I'm all right with that as well. Coming up next, Tyler Dragon, USA Today sports reporter, going to talk all things AFC West. Raider Nation Radio, 920. The more you get used to winning, and, and uh, you know that's kind of, that's that's your standard, and it's, it's not as big of a deal. But uh, you know, for me, I, I hate losing more than I like winning. So at the end of the day, if I win a game, I'm gonna be like, great. That's you know that's how it's supposed to be, and I'm not gonna be jumping around and uh, all crazy. Obviously, we'll be excited about it, um, but there comes a time where you know by Wednesday, at the latest, you gotta you know start thinking about the next week. Now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings right now, 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard, the premium outlet malls. Come on by, or outlet mall, come on by, hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be here till at least 5 o'clock, and we're having a good time. We've got a lot of stuff to give out. And, of course, uh, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings on a Friday. You know, you can't really go wrong. Get some good food, uh, get some good drinks in your system, and uh, prepare yourself for the weekend. Right now on the phone lines, we have a good friend, Tyler Dragon from USA Today, sports reporter. Does a fantastic job covering the NFL like a glove. And, Tyler, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Afternoon. Wanted to have you on to talk about the AFC West because, you know, it's going to be the toughest division in football. There might be three teams that go to the playoffs. There might be four teams that go to the playoffs. Well, through the first quarter of the season, and, of course, we saw the first game of week five, what have you thought about the mighty AFC West? <laughs> yeah, I was among those reporters that said the AFC West was going to be a juggernaut this season, and they've been the complete opposite. Uh, they are, have an 8-9 record currently, um, if you combine, you know, all their wins and losses um, in week five. And really, um, the Chiefs are still the class of the, the division. And then I probably have the Chargers at a step below. I still think both of those teams are playoff teams. But when I look at the Broncos and Raiders, um, I believe that they're going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, come playoffs and you know starting with the Broncos last night that was one of the worst offensive football games uh, I have seen at least uh, this season by far I mean the Broncos um, went into the night ranking 30th in points per game and now they're 31st Russell Wilson uh, looks lost Uh, doesn't look like he's seen the field well it's just looking very bad for the Broncos offense and then for the Raiders, a team that you're familiar with uh, very well, um, you know, they have not lived up to expectations. Um, I like what I've seen from Devontae Adams, two 100-yard games to start the year. His chemistry with Derek Carr still looks uh, uh, like it was at Fresno State, but really everything else has not lived up to, you know, expectations, especially on the defensive end where they've, you know, given up yards and points. I still remember that uh, 20-point uh, collapse that, uh, at the hands of the Arizona Cardinals a few weeks ago. So, you know, the Broncos and Raiders, they really have to go back to the drawing board. But it doesn't get any easier for the Raiders because uh, they were going up to Kansas City on Monday night, and they're looking 1-4 and four right in the face. So, you know, the AFC West is not what – 
uh, we expected going into the season. However, I still do think that the Chiefs and the Chargers will be playoff teams. Again, we're talking with Tyler Dragon from USA Today, sports reporter, talking all things uh, AFC West. And I was one of those as well that thought the AFC West was going to be a juggernaut. And before we get to the Raiders, let's get to the Broncos. You know, heading into the season, they said all they need is a quarterback and a head coach. Tyler, I ask you, do they still need a head coach and a quarterback? (laughs) Well, it's looking like it. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, looks in over his head. Uh, I know there's been some... uh, play clock and uh, play calling, uh, you know, issues to start the season. And Russell Wilson, uh, he looks like he's taken a few steps back uh, from his decade in Seattle. And, you know, I really don't think he's comfortable in that offense right now. He, he's locking in on receivers. We saw him locking in on sudden on the last uh, play of the game and overtime yesterday. And, you know, he really does not look like he's in rhythm at all. So, you know, it's still a little bit, you know, early in the season. It's week five, so I, I still do, do think that there is time for, you know, these teams to, you know, right the ship and turn things around. But, you know, it, it's getting late early, as they say. Right. No, they are. And, you know, I always talk about the first four games of the season and say, okay, that's basically like the preseason, in my opinion. Now, all of a sudden, you're in week five, and so it really is starting to get real. You can't lose too many more games. You do. You're going to be on the outside looking in. As you mentioned, again, Tyler Dragon is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Let's get to those Raiders now, and they are one and three. You know, they have underachieved. They have a, a lot of talent on the team. Tyler, I've said I feel like they can compete with anybody, but they just have underachieved so far. How do you think now that they've got four games under their belt, how do you think that Josh McDaniels could really get things ramped up and unleash some of that uh, that offensive firepower that they have? Well, I really do think sometimes Derek Carr, he gets too comfortable with throwing to Devontae Adams. And why wouldn't you? He's the best receiver in all of football. Right. However, he, the offense needs to be a little bit more balanced. I have liked what I've seen from Josh Jacobs on occasion. He has slashed this season. But, you know, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, get them more involved. Waller only has one touchdown uh, this season. Renfro has no touchdowns, and I know he's been hurt, only played in two games. But I want to see the offense be more diverse and more balanced. And then on the defensive end, you know, we all talked about the, you know, huge pass rush that they had coming into the season with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But – it really hasn't been existent outside of Max Crosby. He has four sacks in the season. Yep. But where's Chandler Jones been? He doesn't have any sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's underperformed as well. Uh, and the, the Raiders secondary, um, you know, I think that is a weak spot uh, to their team, and that's an issue as well. But, you know, really the pass rush can make up for a weak secondary. But you only have one player that's really come to the party in Max Crosby. I want to see more out of Chandler Jones this season. Yeah, I think a lot of Raider Nation has been asking that question. You know, where's Agent 55, man? You see the number, you know what he can do, but we know what he has not done yet uh, so far this season. So, yeah, I think everyone's looking for him to really break out and have one of those big games. Uh, You know, offensively, uh, the red zone has been an issue for the Raiders, not just this year, but for multiple years. How do you think that Josh McDaniels could get things, I want to say, turned around? They're number two in the league in scoring in the red zone, but they have so many field goals, and they're going up against the Chiefs that, well, they score touchdowns, 15 touchdowns so far on the season. How can they, they fix that, get that ramped up a little bit more and, and cure their, their red zone issues? 
Well, that's when in the red zone you have to dial up plays to get your playmakers the ball. And the Raiders, they have the luxury of having uh, multiple Pro Bowl-type players uh, that they can give the ball to. And that's Devontae Adams and I'll say Darren Waller because we know Renfro has been hurt. So they need to give them the football, especially in the red zone. And, you know, dial up creative plays where they have a matchup advantage in the red zone. And then also, don't be afraid to run the football in the red zone. Josh Jacobs is a good running back. So, you know, that's incumbent upon the coach to dial up plays to get your players matchup advantages. We've seen the Rams do that in the Super Bowl last year when things weren't going well for them and they really needed a play. They got Cooper Cup an advantage in the red zone versus the cornerback, and they won the Super Bowl because they (laughs) got a touchdown pass. So Josh McDaniels has to do the same thing with players like Devontae Adams and players like Darren Waller. Darren Waller is a huge, uh, has a huge catch radius, and he should be able to get in the end zone. He should have way more than one touchdown right now. I I expect him to be up there with Devontae Adams having three touchdowns entering week five. I agree, and and Darren's had a couple that have bounced off his hands and just been off the – they haven't been on the same page, him and Carr, and so that's been something that's been frustrating for not only the team but obviously Raider Nation as well. Again, we're talking with Tyler Dragon from USA Today, sports reporter talking all things AFC West here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. As far as the Chargers go, uh, they have a lot of talent. Of course, they were the team that everyone talked about throughout the course of the offseason. They might win the AFC West, but – they're snake-bitten with injuries again. I think they're still a good team, but they're still so snake-bitten with injuries. Joey Bosa's out. J.C. Jackson hasn't really played that much. Um, so what are you, your thoughts? Of course, Herbert's injured as well, but he's playing. What have been your thoughts on, on the Chargers so far, getting off to what I think is kind of a slow start? Yeah, you're right. They've been decimated by injuries. And they, even Rashawn Slater, their yeah. Bowl left tackle, yep. uh, is, is, might be out for the entire season. You know, I, I really do think if they are able to protect Justin Herbert, then they will be fine. But, you know, the offensive line, that's a huge question, especially on the left side with Rashawn Slater out. They had a rookie six-round pick start last week. He performed pretty well, so he needs to continue that. And also their defense. Um, I don't like what I've seen from their run defense. They're still getting gashed in the run. Um, I expect teams to continue running the football. They played the Browns this week weekend with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You can bet yeah. that the Browns will have a run-oriented game plan. So if the Chargers, if they beef up their running uh, attack uh, on, de- on the defensive end and also on the offense, if they protect Justin Herbert, they'll be fine. But, yes, they, they have to get some of their key players back from injury. Keenan Allen slated to come back soon. He's going to be out this week. The, the window is still open for uh, Rashawn Slater to come back, but, you know, that jury is still out. And, you know, so if they get Joey Bosa back later on in the season, I still do think that they are a playoff team, but you have to keep one of the best quarterbacks in football upright and on the defensive end. You have to be able to stop the run, which has plagued the Chargers for a few seasons now. With the Chargers, it seems like there are a lot of ifs with this team, as you just pointed out, if they can keep Justin Herbert clean, if this defense can stop the run. When it comes to the head coach, I make I pick no bones about it. I am one of the biggest 
Brandon Staley haters out there. But because <laughs> they just, <laughs> at least he he's just, honest, Tyler. At least he's honest. <laughs> he just hasn't proven it yet, and maybe this could be the year that the Chargers do prove it. But from a national perspective, what is it about this team where they do get the benefit of the doubt? Is it the talent on this roster that just says that people just already anoint them that this is going to be a playoff team, or is it that Justin Herbert is looking like one of those certain elite few at quarterback? Well, it's both. It's the talent and, you know, it's Justin Herbert who's included in that talent. The Chargers had six pro bowlers last year. All those players are returning. Oh, yeah, and then they added a J.C. Jackson. They added a Khalil Mack, a former defensive player of the year. So, you know, the pressure is on Brandon Staley to get this team into the playoffs because there is no excuse for the Chargers. They have too much talent to be watching football at home in late January and into February because they are just that talented. And you have arguably a top-five quarterback. You have probably the best safety in all of football in Derwin James. You have one of the best pass-rushing tandems in football, although Joey Bosa is hurt. And then the offense and Keenan Allen, once he comes back, he's a $20 million receiver. Mike Williams a $20 million receiver. So, I mean, the talent is all over the place for the Los Angeles Chargers. They just have to put it all together and perform in big games and be able to finish games. And that's been a problem that's, you know, plagued the Chargers for a few seasons now. So some of their players, yes, they've been battling injuries, but they'll get some of those players back. So it's going to be important for them to win these winnable games against the Cleveland Browns like coming up uh, this weekend for them to enter the playoffs. And I know uh, Nathaniel Hackett, he gets made fun of a lot, like, hey, this guy, he shouldn't be a head coach. But Brandon Staley, maybe give me a grade or just, is he good, is he great? What type of a head coach is Brandon Staley? Oh, man, that is a good question. You know, right now, I will give him a C. And that is because, you know, they almost got in the playoffs last year, as y'all well know, mm-hmm. except for that loss in uh, Las Vegas. And this year, I think, you know, he gets a clean slate, but they know what the expectation is. Now, trust me, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'll be the first one to say Brandon Staley gets a failing grade and the Chargers might need to start looking for another head coach because they just have too much talent to be on the outside looking in. Talking right now with Tyler Dragon from USA Today here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, I got to ask you about the Chiefs. We talked about every team in the AFC West but the Chiefs. Obviously, <laughs> the Raiders play them on Monday night, and the Chiefs right now are leading the AFC West, sitting there at 3-1 and one after four games. Uh, what have you thought of their offense without Tyreek Hill so far through four? So, the first couple games without Tyreek Hill, I really felt that the Chiefs did an excellent job of, you know, making multiple players available. In fact, Patrick Mahomes hit nine different players against uh, the Cardinals and against uh, the Chargers in those two wins. They did take a step back against the Colts, uh, only scoring 17 points. But then against the Buccaneers, they really showed that they are still a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I really like how the offense is more complete. It's more balanced without Tyree Kill. Yes, they do not have the explosive play ability. Uh, there's not a lot of 50-plus yard passes down the field. But Patrick Mahomes is still showing that he is the best quarterback in all of football because he's spreading the ball around to a Juju Smith-Schuster. You know Kelsey's uh, going to be 
uh, involved. So I like how they're spreading the ball around and then their offensive line. A lot of people overlook Kansas City's offensive line. They might have the best offensive line in the NFL. They keep uh, Mahomes upright and is also helping with that running game. And then the other side of the football on defense, the Chiefs have improved defensively. Usually that's been their Achilles heel yeah. um, the last, past few seasons. But they've really improved defensively, and that is showing in their win. Yeah, no, and, and look, they're sitting there at 3-1 and one right through the first quarter of the season. Obviously there's a long way to go, but uh, it looks like you know the more that changes, the more that stays the same so far in the AFC West. Well, Tyler, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. What, uh, where are you going to be at? Where are you going to be at to, uh, this weekend? you have a game that you'll be at? Yeah, I'll actually be at the Eagles and uh, Cardinals game. Ooh. Let's see if the Eagles can go to 5-0. Uh, and no. The Cardinals have um, actually they're on the home losing streak. They've lost seven straight games at home. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game to witness. What have you thought of Jalen Hurts so far this season as he has led the Eagles to a 4-0 a start? I have been so impressed with Jalen Hurts' development from his rookie season until now. You can see that he is a lot more comfortable as a passer. He's more poised in the pocket. And he just looks like, you know, a totally different quarterback who is a lot more confident. So I've been really impressed with his development. And that's, you know, a testament to his work in the offseason and, you know, his dedication to his craft. Because if you look at Jalen Hurts' film, his rookie season, and even his second year till now, it is just, you can see the a noticeable improvement he's made. You can, and I'm, I'm so happy for him. I, I was a fan of him coming out of uh, college, both Alabama and Oklahoma, and I know Philly didn't know if he was the guy or not. They put some weapons around him, and he's showing that he's the guy. So uh, very excited for him. That should be a fun game to be at, man. Enjoy your time. Thanks so much for your insight. Great as always. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. You too, brother. Tyler Dragon right there, USA Today sports reporter on Twitter at the Tyler Dragon does a fantastic job. A five five nine guy uh, went to uh, went to high school there in Fresno, so or actually Clovis. So shout out to to Tyler. He knows uh, a little something something about the West Coast. Knows a little something something about uh, Fresno State and Derek Carr and that Devontae Adams connection. So uh, always get a chance to to catch up with Tyler. It's always a good thing. So I definitely appreciate his time this afternoon. Three forty seven is the time. We're here seventy four thirty South Las Vegas Boulevard. Premium Outlets Mall. There's so much going on. We had a table full of prizes. We still have a lot of prizes at the table. Let's not get it twisted. But they're going. They're going, and they're going quick because that's what we do, man. We like to give things away. I got a bunch of UNLV tickets here on the table as well. Air Force coming to Allegiant Stadium October 15th. You want to be there. We got the tickets for that. Uh, what other tickets do I have? I've got the uh, – hey, man, all you got to do is say what up, though. You want those tickets, you got them, man. Come on with it. Here we go. My man Jed will take care of you, man. What's your name? Andrew, that's right. Andrew already got laced up, but I'm a, hey, this is what we do, man. We take care of everyone who, who comes by and says what's up. So we got a lot of folks here uh, hanging out, enjoying happy hour, enjoying some of the samples. They're giving out samples. Think about that. They're giving out samples of drinks right now, right? What, can, what else? What else? See, there you go. That's a testimonial right there on the spot. Not an unpaid testimonial, right? It don't get any better than that. You got samples of drinks. They got all kind of food specials going on. It's happy hours. We got prizes. Topo Chico on, man, folks are excited about the Topo Chico. And I told the wife that Topo Chico is uh, sampling here, and she's like, oh, I'm on my way. 
<laughs> she she will drop everything for Topo Chico, and you should too. So come on by, hang out. We got hats here for you. Demond, that hat you're wearing in the home studio, we got those hats. We got T-shirts that actually match those hats, but I think that uh, the shirts are probably too big for you. You're a medium, and I don't think they have any mediums. So, um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Demond's like, yeah, why – how did I get brought into this with the size? Again? Actually, Q, when it comes to the T-shirts, you know, extra large is no problem for your boy. That's true. I mean, you're come right. On now. No, you're right about that. I'll give you that. Uh, you, you'll fill out a T-shirt. You just can't fill out the rest of the outfit, but it's okay. Uh, you know, you, you might have skipped. Yeah, legs you can keep those onesies. <laughs> yeah, see, and now at least you know you've seen the size of the onesie and you realize how large it is. But long story short, come on by. You out of here? All right. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of good folks coming by, having something to eat and, uh, you know, grabbing surprises and then uh, rolling out and getting ready for their weekend, and you can as well. Uh, let's go to the text line real quick, 69187, keyword R&R. We got Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com coming up at uh, 4 o'clock, talk all things NBA, talk a little L.A. Lakers as they were in town for a couple days, uh, taking on uh, first the Phoenix Suns and then the Timberwolves there at T-Mobile Arena. I'll say this, man, and, and I'm not – breaking any news to anyone who's an NBA fan or anyone who's seen a basketball game here in Vegas. I've really enjoyed what um, the G League looks like, like the, the, the floor itself, the whole arena set up. I've enjoyed what that looks like. And when T-Bone Arena was set up for, uh, for the hoop game for the Lakers, it looked really cool as well. So we'll get all things Lakers uh, conversation in at 4 o'clock with Trevor Lane. But right now we don't mind hearing from you. We want to hear from you. Matter of fact, 702-365-9200. And then, of course, our text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Demond, if we get any calls, you let me know. I'll hit the text line real quick uh <laughs> got a text from the 916 raider j from sacramento says why does homeboy sound like isaiah thomas i don't know i don't know i don't know why it sounds like isaiah thomas but i mean you know it is what it is uh jason and md said rashawn slater is done he's on ir ir if he comes back it'd have to be in the playoffs good uh good intel right there jason he also doubled down and said if the colts can beat kc we most definitely have a shot and that's the thing that's a great text jason uh thank you for it that, that's the thing the Raiders have the talent. Like, I don't want anyone to get it twisted. They have the talent. They have the ability to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not the Teflon Dons, right? They're not that great. I mean, look, they're seven-point favorites over the, over the Raiders. Okay, so they're, they're beatable. The problem is, are the Raiders going to go in there and actually execute like they know how? If they go in and execute and play as well as they did against the Broncos and probably a little bit better, the game is very winnable. The problem is, and my issue with me saying, yeah, no doubt that they're going to win, is that I just haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the consistency. Maybe this is the week where you see them put it all together. It would be a great time. You know, as I started the whole show talking about what I want to see from Derek Carr and what I thought of the AFC West and really was talking about I want to see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams show that magic, show that Fresno State magic, like that's what I want to see. That's what everyone was excited about, including myself, when the Raiders acquired Devontae Adams, when the Raiders made the moves that they did, when they hired Josh McDaniels, right? And I know everyone's not sold on Josh McDaniels as the head coach, but I'm sold on him as a, as a play caller and what he can do. He's shown that with weapons, he can – even without weapons, he's an elite play caller. I want to see that. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm really, like, fired up about. It's like, how can – a guy who is very well known as an elite play caller, regardless if you like the Patriots or not, you don't have to, to respect the talent. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I respect the talent that they have, right? I respect the ability that they have. I would like to see Josh McDaniels unleash and show what this offense can be. That's what I think is so important, and that's why I believe that they went and, and, and brought him in. They brought in GM Dave Ziegler as a, as a, as a tag team, as a duo, right, just to show what they, these guys can do together. The weapons are there. There's been times in the past when I looked at the Raiders and said, 
oh, yeah, they don't have enough talent to beat the Chiefs. Or, oh, they don't have enough talent to beat this team. Or they don't have enough talent to beat that team. You know, when, when you're going into it, no disrespect to Zay Jones, and Zay Jones is your number one receiver, and Deshaun Jackson is your number two receiver, you probably feel like you're against the eight ball, right? You're backed up against the eight ball. Ah, probably not going to do anything. But this team, there's no doubt that the talent is there. I'm looking at this text from the 408. If Max ain't there, is it winnable? That's a good question. That's a good text on the, uh, on the text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Yeah, see, that's, that's another thing. And, you know, I would never, ever say that, oh, man, Max has got to be there. But, honestly, for the defense to succeed with what we've seen so far through four games, yeah, Max has to be there. And Max not guaranteed that he's going to be there because, you know, we know that, you know, his baby, his baby girl is on the way. And that is, you know, most important, as it should be. Like, I, I, I make jokes, and I say, well, you know, for me it would be a question. I'm just a different dude, <laughs> right? You know, but even then, I mean, still, that's, that's the most important thing. There's no doubt about it. I just, I just like having fun with, with the whole sub- subject. But, no, that's, that's so important. Max has to be there for the birth of his baby girl. I mean, there's no doubt. So, you know, I know the coaching staff, even though that's not a 100% focus, not something that they're just trying to dwell on, I know it's something that they're thinking about because Max is a big-time player. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is a factor. And if, if Max is not there, I ask the question, who's going to be the pass rusher? Who's going to provide the pass rush for, you know, for the game to get after Patrick Mahomes? Who's that, who's that going to be? You know, Chandler Jones hasn't shown that it could be him. The interior of the defensive line has been good as far as stopping the run and providing a little bit of push, but they don't, I mean, they're not, they're not getting sacks. Nate Hobbs has a sack off the corner, but he can't come blitz in every play, right? I mean, so if Max is not there, man, the Raiders are in a bad situation. You can't give Patrick Mahomes a ton of time. You can't. He'll pick you apart. So there's a, there's a lot of questions that the Raiders have as they prepare for Monday Night Football. And we'll talk to Josh McDaniels. We'll talk to him at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center tomorrow. Uh, he'll meet with us. I'm not sure exactly what time yet, but we'll get another injury report. We'll get the final injury report from the week. I still haven't got to the injury report yet. I will go over it probably around 4.15 because coming up next, as we kick off hour number three of the show live from Buffalo Wild Wings, we'll talk to Trevor Lane, LakersNation.com, front office sports. We'll talk to him as well about, well, the NBA, the Lakers, and all that good stuff here in Las Vegas. 3.55 is the time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.